are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Tiny, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good this morning. How you doing? I'm, I'm great. I'm excited for another episode of Earth Oddity. It's like cool kids are calling it, EOP. That's right. Yes. Uh, what is this, like episode... 18? This is officially episode 18, 18, but we had an episode zero, yeah, so right. really it's episode 19. Yeah, but well, but ignore that. Right, but 18, <laughs> we're legal age now for yeah. a podcast. So, <laughs> to vote. Yeah, we can yeah, we vote. We can vote in the upcoming podcast election. <laughs> yeah, we can vote. We can buy cigarettes in some states, not Alabama. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm not sure what else you can do when you're serving the military, you know, get drafted. Yeah. So... Our podcast could get drafted for the podcast war, <laughs> the great podcast war that's coming. Right. <laughs> you got any good stories this week? I have a druid who was stabbed after his pagan rituals on the full moon were too noisy by oh. his neighbors. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's pretty good. Um, I got one where a dog shot his owner. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be quite the uh, tale of the or uh, turn into the. I don't know, turn of the screw, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know what phrase I'm looking for. i got to quit sniffing glue before we do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyways, I hope you had a good week. Hope all our listeners had a good week. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, just want to, you know, give a plug up at the beginning here for Cajun Curl. Bayou Blended Spice is our sponsor. You know, we will say we are available. Any other people out have sponsorships they're looking for? Uh, you want to be with the most popular podcast on iTunes, then <laughs> you need to hit us up. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Our first story is Pamela Anderson begs Kanye West to help WikiLeaks' Julian Assange. Quote, they are trying to kill him. Okay. All right. Well, I know Assange has not made many friends over the years. No, he has not. Yeah. And also, we've been covering the whole Kanye West story. Right, yes. Apparently now he's some kind of authority. He is. That people go to. Kanye. uh, Which is bizarre to me. Think about this. This is the time we live in. All right. Dennis Rodman has (laughs) negotiated peace with North Korea. Kanye West is like the... the, uh, Staunch Republican. Staunch conservative. uh, And uh, Pamela Anderson is involved with Julian Assange, who... uh, She is now an activist for WikiLeaks. Yeah, for WikiLeaks. So, that's the... And and Donald Trump is a president. (laughs) (laughs) That's the world we are. I mean, it sounds like some hilarious 80s comedy. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Uh, That's where we're at right now in the world. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Well, here we go. (laughs) A week after opening up about her relationship with Julian Assange and sharing why she's concerned about the safety of the controversial WikiLeaks founder, Pamela Anderson is now asking Kanye West to help her, quote, set him free. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know... I don't know what Kanye is going to do, but I'll put him up in his apartment. I guess I don't know. What if Assange marries a Kardashian? <laughs> I don't know. Well, right now he can't sit. He can't step foot outside of that embassy, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because uh, you know Ecuador doesn't extradite people, right? So that's why he's he's been there. And he's for, in the UK, but he's at the embassy. Yeah, he's at the embassy, right? And he's been there for like he's been there for a long I time. I mean, it's like a almost long as long time. as my 
first son has been alive. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he's basically <laughs> imprisoned over there. He can't leave, can't do anything. Which I would imagine is better than actual prison. Yeah. He probably has an, a bed to sleep on. And, right, yeah. Probably but, eats pretty decent. Right. They're not making him, like, get out and bust rocks and <laughs> no. build license plates Pick up or trash on the side of the yeah, road. Exactly. Nothing like that. Well, anyway... In a letter to the 40-year-old rapper shared by TMZ Thursday, Anderson started her note by asking West his thoughts on Assange. Hi, Kanye. Hope you are well. I was wondering about your thoughts on Julian Assange, wrote the Baywatch star, who is 50. I support him, and I know you value free speech. Visibility is good for him, especially in America, where they are trying to put him away for life or worse for exposing corruption in government. Anderson added that she believes they are trying to kill Assange. It is torture, wrote the actress, sharing that Assange has been locked in a small room for almost six years in London at the Ecuadorian embassy. Wow. And now he can have no visitors, no phone calls or internet. He doesn't have internet? (laughs) He don't have internet. That was shocking to me. Wow. I know he's got other people who are yeah. in the WikiLeaks deal with him. He's not the only guy, but so I guess would the would the government have maybe uh, would they have like negotiated with Ecuador or something to get his internet taken away? How do you do that? I don't and know. what's to stop somebody from just bringing him a cell phone? Right. You well, know? It, Pamela Anderson. and This has been about a year ago. Like went over and ate lunch with you know hung out with him. You yeah, know, for a little, she was like, going visitor. there pretty yeah pretty frequently. Right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, there was like a whole thing where the internet went down over there. I maybe, remember that. Maybe they never It was right around it. the time, I think, uh, Edward Snowden yeah, yeah. was, you know, spilling the beans on right. the NSA's, in yeah. my opinion, illegal surveillance oh, yeah, protocols. Yeah, NSA. Right. <laughs> they're getting everything. <laughs> By the way, yeah, they're, they're all up in whatever you're doing. So, yeah. Well, anyway, they are trying to squeeze him, continued Anderson, who previously revealed... That she hasn't spoken to Assange in nearly a month, with Assange's internet access cut off by the Ecuadorian government. Assange has been at the embassy for the past six years after claiming political asylum in order to avoid facing extradition to Sweden over a rape allegation that he has long refuted. The hacker is also wanted by the United States for espionage charges in relation to WikiLeaks' publication of classified information. Now, I don't I don't think he's a hacker. I think hackers send stuff to him. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I just to Which I mean, I don't know. He he probably knows his way around. I'm, the yeah, keyboard. I'm sure he knows more about computers <laughs> than I do, you yeah. know. No, yeah. He's not just logging Facebook and making people mad like myself does. <laughs> well, you know, Ms. Anderson, she's a huge fan. She says, quote, he is a genius. Oh. A real world leader that young people love. Anderson, who has been at the center of dating rumors with Assange, went on to say that she would like to seek more voices to share more about his fight. Public support could set him free, said Anderson. Media is monopolized, so some brave voices are the only hope to break through. The mom of two shared how she's always supported West's no-filter attitude. Okay. You speak your mind, wrote Anderson, and you make an impact. I'm sure a lot of people feel like you. They are just stuck in what society says is okay to say. Yeah. Anderson concluded the note by telling West to just let her know if he wants to know more about Assange or just look at his life and writing, said Anderson. How he has sacrificed for the truth. I think you'd admire him. Take care. The star signed the note with a heart and her first name along with a shout out to West wife Kim Kardashian for going hashtag fur free. <laughs> so I assume that's no no more fur <laughs> Coats or anything? Yeah, she's way anti-fur. Like, yeah, she hates that. Right. She hates fur stuff. You know, she's big animal rights. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. PETA. 
Of course. I mean, that's who you look to. <laughs> Pamela Anderson as your moral conscious <laughs> of <Yes>. our society. <laughs> West has recently been very vocal about, quote, free thought and has caused controversy after he implied that slavery was a choice for African Americans during an interview on TMZ Live on May the 1st. Now, I've, I've listened and read mm-hmm. that. I don't think that's exactly what he was intending to say, you know. It definitely um, came out that way. But it came out that way. <laughs> right. I think what he was saying is, you know, in the years since slavery was abolished, mm-hmm. that people who are still they, feel like they There are some enslaved. people who won't move forward. Right, yeah. Which I would like to say it wasn't that long ago no. on the historical, I mean, yeah. on the historical time scale, scale. Very, very <laughs> it's short been pretty time. recent. Yeah, right. So I don't know if it's maybe 100% fair to say that, you know, right. well, you can't move forward. I right. mean, because, you know, your grandparents grew up during the Civil Rights Movement. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so. I mean, people forget that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll sit around and talk about remembering the Alamo for forever, you know, but then the first time someone's like, well, you know, civil rights, you oh, know, that hurt was long and ago. like, oh, you need to move ago. past that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you need to get over that. You're just making it worse. <laughs> I don't understand that logic, but some people, some people hold those views. Kanye, I guess, being one. I guess so. Well, though Anderson has remained coy about the nature of their relationship, she called Assange one of my favorite people in one of her many lengthy posts on her website. As for their conversations, Anderson told THR that they often cover a variety of topics. We talk about everything. We talk about the Bible. We talk about what's happening with my kids. What's Hold happening on. with my family. Oh, <laughs> so Kanye and Pam are having like a Bible this is study? A, this is Assange and oh, Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's still kind of surprising. That still, that still catches you off guard. Don't <laughs> it? You Bible didn't study. That. <laughs> you think you're going through a Beth Moore thing, you know, or something like that? I think it's probably Song of Solomon, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> anyway, uh, she recalled, "It's not just about politics, even though I do take a lot of notes, and it's so overwhelming the information that he gives me." Anderson also shared that she's worried for Assange by telling THR that she believes he is in, quote, grave danger. He's cut off from everybody, said Anderson, adding that she was even denied access to see him during a trip to London in April. She continued, the air and light quality at the Ecuadorian embassy in London is terrible because he can't keep his windows open and he can't get any sunlight. Even prisoners can go outside, but he can't. Anderson, who is a vegan activist, also revealed that she brings Assange food. I'm always bringing him vegan food, but he eats very simply, said Anderson. I talked to him on the phone the day that his internet was shut off, and he sent me an urgent call, and now she's heard nothing. So, Well, you know what it is. She said he eats very simply. He don't like that <laughs> vegan stuff. Dude, that's disgusting! Probably. He's bringing in like a salad, <laughs> and he just wants like a fried chicken leg or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh yeah, take a few bites. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a very simple eater. This isn't really my taste. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what that's all about. <laughs> so what's what's your take on Julian Assange? I kind of have mixed feelings myself. I would I would say that was exactly how I was gonna mm-hmm. characterize it. I have mixed feelings too. Now, number one, I think the more information we know about what our government is doing mm-hmm. is probably for the better because a lot of times our government's not on the up and up. <laughs> that's you know? true. But I also have a problem with publishing things that may endanger other people, other people's lives. Yeah. And just, you know, there may be a point in time that you have to, uh, 
make a decision, okay, I have to hold this back because if I don't, I'm going to get service members killed mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, agents, FBI, CIA, whatever agents killed. But as far as, like, you know, the NSA collecting every bit of data we ever have and <laughs> all the emails from Hillary's campaign, which was really great. I, I love <laughs> yeah. those reading them because they were just fun. They were just fun, interesting to see what they thought. Right. Um, and also super, super sketchy that yeah. Hillary was getting debate questions before yeah. the debate. Uh, yeah. And really. Bernie Sanders was. Right. Oh, they, they railroaded they, Bernie. They pretty much showed all of America what we already knew. Yeah, Hillary right. had that nomination yeah. from day one. From the day. Bernie never had a chance. Right. Yeah. You know. And, you know, I think when a lot of people found that out on that probably would have supported Hillary mm-hmm. if they had not known that, then they didn't. They probably sat home and didn't vote at all because they yeah. didn't vote for Trump. You know, A lot of people conscience. say that that's, that's really what factors into a lot of elections. It's not yeah. so much you're not trying to win the other people. You're trying to get them to stay home right. because a hardcore conservative is never going to vote for a liberal right. candidate, even if Donald Trump runs. Yes. Yeah. No. So, the, so the the goal is not to sway them to your side. The goal is to get them to stay, stay home, home that day. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And that's what happened with Romney when he ran for president. Right. A conservative stayed home. That's what happened when McCain ran. Mm-hmm. Conservative stayed home. They, they didn't like those people for different reasons. But uh, and that's, you know, of course, McCain. There was no way he was going to beat Obama ever, right. ever, ever. I mean, I don't care <laughs> what you think. He could have gotten, you know, whoever you want to pick. He could have gotten Prince when he was alive to be his running mate instead of Sarah Palin. He wasn't winning that election. Hillary could have run that. <laughs> well, I mean, I know she got beat by Obama then. But yes. if she had scraped, if she had scrapped through the primaries, she would have probably won that election. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, she's a tough candidate. You know, that's one of the most impressive things about Donald Trump, whether you like him or not. <laughs> he came in a political newbie, you know, mm-hmm. and won a presidential election with very little financing um, and just basically insulted his way to the top. <laughs> yeah. And, that's I mean Hillary Clinton has been a part of two presidential campaigns no four presidential campaigns she <laughs> can her husband a senatorial campaign she's a seasoned politician she had a war chest of all these millions of dollars and Donald Trump broke her I mean it's, that's one of the most <laughs> amazing did. things ever people yeah. you can love or hate him but you got to look back and go the dude did it when all the odds were against him. So, Anyway, back on topic real yeah. quick. I just want to say, what could Kanye do that Pamela Anderson is, is asking him for help to save Assange? I you don't know. know. You know, uh, I mean, maybe Kanye's in the Illuminati and, uh, and he can pull some Illuminati strings. The only thing I could think he could possibly do is if Donald Trump ever goes to another press conference, you know, he just walks up on stage <laughs> and grabs the mic and he's like, you know, Trump. I'm I'm really happy for you, and I know you don't like the media, but Julian Assange has published some of the best independent journalism I have ever seen. <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, and a lot of people attribute Assange and all those emails to really helping Trump out, and I would think, you know, what it would have to be is Trump or Sessions ultimately would have mm-hmm. to drop whatever charges against him and let him come to the United States. Right. So maybe, yeah, she's hoping Kanye has Trump's ear. But if that happens and he gets over the United States, the first thing they're going to do is extradite him back to Sweden. Right, yes. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> they could just be like, okay, yeah. we're not going to go after you. Yeah. 
No, but, that's true. Yeah, I guess you could you could grant him like political asylum or something like that. I don't see him getting that here in America, either. though. Do you know that James Brown? I don't care how many rappers support him. Do you know that James Brown once applied for political asylum uh, because he had like a bunch of like charges against him, and he claimed that his title was the Godfather of Soul, and that's why <laughs> he should be able to get it to that's, be granted political that's asylum. That's hilarious. Yeah, one time I think he did a bunch of PCP, like beat up his wife, drove around, <laughs> right. you know, something like that, and and they were going to prosecute him, deservedly so. And right. He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a Politi- I need political asylum. I need political asylum. I'm the godfather of soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, got to give it a shot, I guess. Oh, gracious. Okay, let's move along here. Uh, this comes to us from Fox News. Bobcats mistaken for domestic kittens brought into Texas home. Whoops. Yeah. I have a bobtail cat. That's why I was happy <laughs> yeah. about this. Um, three people in Texas were bitten when the kittens they thought they were handling turned out to be bobcats. Oh, no. Hey, listen, wrote the city's animal care services on Facebook. Wildlife really should remain in the wild, and it's <laughs> up to us to help make that happen. These bobcat kittens are now orphaned and under quarantine with our partners at Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation because someone thought they looked like house cats. Several people were bitten. <laughs> Which the pictures I'm on there, they're precious looking, little precious little bobcat kittens. Now they're going to grow up and eat your face off. <laughs> yeah. uh, the caretakers thought the cats found in Atacosca County, I guess that's how you say it, were Bengal kittens, a rare domestic breed, and brought them inside a nearby home. The bobcats were fed milk from pet feeding bottles, but those who took them in reportedly realized something was wrong when the hungry animals tore the bottles apart and bit them. (laughs) Animal control was called, and Wildlife Rescue Rehabilitation took the cats in where they remain quarantined. San Antonio's Animal Care Services is working with Texas State Parks and Wildlife to investigate potential criminality of the animals' capture and relocation. So, I mean, that's just like Bubba and Jane wandering around out in the woods <laughs> and they run up on a, a bobcat bed, I guess, or whatever like, you call kitty, it. Oh, kitty, kitty. Oh, look at these kitties. You know, mama's off <laughs> hunting for them or whatever, yeah. going to kill a, another small animal. And uh, you're like, oh, let's get these kids. Oh, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, I lost my eye. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, when we got our bobtail cat, which we got, Two Christmases ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, two Christmases ago. Um, I did some research. Cause I was like, well, I mean, did a bobcat, like, mate with mm-hmm. a house cat? You know, like, I don't know. It has happened. Yeah, I don't imagine so. And uh, But, no, they're not part of the bobcat, a domesticated bobtail. It's not part of the bobcat family. Now, they are. Bummer. Yeah, they're kind of crazy cats though. Like our cat's always into stuff. She will. She can fetch, by the way. My, <laughs> my daughter taught her how to fetch. Um, she will come when I whistle for it her. It doesn't impress me that she can fetch. It impresses me that she does fetch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can whistle and she'll come to me, you know, just like a dog. Mm-hmm. It, they're they're cool cats. If you ever get a chance to own a bobtail cat, I would recommend it because they're fun. Um, but you don't want to own a bobcat because... That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you talk about your cats getting clawed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're ripping stuffing out and everything. And you, if you see a wild you know, kittens with no tails out in the in the woods. It's you a good chance that they're not yeah. for your they're, house. Yeah they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not 
you don't need to pick them up and bring them on in. <laughs> right. So yeah, let's let nature do nature things. So, but yeah, I think it's funny. It's like let the bobcats. Bobcat. Yeah, let bobcats do bobcat things. <laughs> they don't need to be domesticated. We got plenty of re- other house cats that yep. you can have and and raise and love. If you're a cat person, which I'm neither a cat person nor a dog person, I like both. Mm-hmm. I don't get why we have to pick sides. You know, <laughs> right? Like if you like cats, dog people be like, "Oh, you're horrible. How can you have a cat?" I was going to say, I, I respect yeah. your opinion, but you're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Why can't I like both of them? You, know? you can. You're just wrong. I don't have to pick a side. You know, they're both awesome in their own way. See, a dog, right? A dog to me will let you know when somebody comes in your yard. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the purpose of our dog. Yeah, yeah. If if you have a cat, though, if someone steps foot on your property and your dog doesn't know it, your cat will let you know because your cat will like run from the window to the window, whatever, and it'll let you know without alerting that person. That you know they're there because you can't really? even bark, you know. Well, I have to be honest. I mean, your cat sounds awesome, but it's the cats awesome that cat. I've had have kind of just had this, you know, <laughs> screw you mentality. Yeah. Well, I, I actually <laughs> they've never I've never had a cat warn me that somebody was around for real. <laughs> yeah. So like, if your cat's inside and somebody comes up, it doesn't like run and hide or run and look or whatever. It just sits. No, there. it just kind of slips away like wow. a ninja. Exactly. That's when you <laughs> got to pay attention. That's okay, what. Okay. Well, maybe maybe that's yeah, on me. Right. Maybe that's on me. You just got to know. But <laughs> you know, first of all, Holly, our bobtail cat, is a great cat, has nothing on the greatest cat to ever live. The cat we had before that, which is Julius the Wonder Cat. That was cat was awesome, and that cat was mean, and it hated everybody, every person except right. me. It loved me, hated everybody else. It would bite you, and it would claw you, and it would fight you. But that cat was that cat was bad. It was awesome, it, and it was it would hurt you, and it had no claws. I'll just say that much about it. And I felt like it would stick up for me if somebody were to come in and try to hurt me. Okay, but if someone killed me, it would of course eat me. You know? Of course, now it wouldn't care about Deidre or no, yeah, any no, of the kids. Yeah, no. Well, that's all. We're looking out for number one here. All right. I'll take care of my family, but I need to get The cat cat's to help take me. care of you. Yeah. Cat's got your back. Yeah. You got everybody else's yeah. back. I miss my cat, man. I miss Julius. He's an awesome cat. Well, Built him an Indian mound, by the way. That's where he's buried in an Indian mound behind my house. So, Well, if I knew of a, a pet cemetery somewhere where we could go and put him and get him back for you, I would do it. <laughs> nah, I don't want a demon cat. Nah. I just I got my memories, I got my yeah, pictures yeah. of him on Facebook where he's like attacking my face and everything. <laughs> I'll put that up one day once my Mother's Day picture is worn out. No, that's um, a hilarious picture, by the way. It is. It is. That's it. Made a lot of people laugh. All right. Well, back on track here. <laughs> now that we've discussed the cats versus dogs rivalry, yes. we have a huge uh, rivalry. It's like Alabama and Auburn in the pet world. It really is. It kind of you know? is. Yeah. And so I get picking sides. All right. Anyways, go ahead. A Canadian zoo faces charges after taking a bear out for ice cream at Dairy Queen. Okay. I wonder if he got a selfie with him. <laughs> I would just like to point out this is a very Canadian story. It's extremely Canadian. Our brothers and sisters in the great white north. Yes. Here yes. we go. We've got a review from Canada, by the way. We'll we get do. to that later. We'll get to that. Yeah. A private zoo in the Canadian province of Alberta is facing charges after a bear from the facility was taking through a drive through Dairy Queen in a pickup truck and hand-fed ice cream through the vehicle's window. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. News of the outing emerged earlier this year after Discovery Wildlife Park, located about 70 miles north of Calgary in the town of Istisfail, posted a video on social media showing the captive Kodiak bear sitting in the passenger seat of a truck. 
The video later showed the one-year-old bear, known as Berkeley, leaning out of the truck's window, enthusiastically licking an ice cream cone held by the owner of a local Dairy Queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, oh, man. There's no way I would I'd be like, let me feed this bear. You yeah. know, I just wouldn't do it. I don't want to get killed. Amid widespread criticism, the video, along with a second one showing Berkeley licking frosting off an ice cream cake, was taken down. At the time, the zoo said the drive through run had posed no danger to the public as it had taken place before Dairy Queen had opened for the day and that the bear had been secured by a chain through the entire outing. Wildlife officials in Alberta said that the zoo and its owners are now facing two charges. Under the terms and conditions of the zoo's permit, the charges are directly related to the alleged failure of the park to notify the providential government prior to the bear leaving the zoo, Alberta Fish and Wildlife said in a statement. One count stems from the bear's jaunt through the drive-thru, while the other dates back to 2017. Oh, they're habitual line steppers. <laughs> At the time, Berkeley had just arrived as an orphan from a facility in the United States, and the zoo allegedly failed to inform officials the seven-pound bear was being taken home nightly so that she could be bottle-fed. So the bear's an American. The bear's okay. American, yeah. and she was... I guess crossing the border to be yeah. bottle fed, and they didn't. They never told anybody, but they were supposed to. I guess. I suppose. I guess. I don't know. I wonder if that church, that, that church. I wonder if that charge <laughs> would stem from American or Canadian authorities. Oh, probably Canadians. Re- I've, yeah. I've, I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine our bear law is probably pretty lax <laughs> compared to Canada's. Yeah. They probably do a little bit more to take care of their bears. Probably. We made a mistake. I'm embarrassed about it, he told the Guardian. Every time we take an animal off the property, we're supposed to notify Fish and Wildlife, send them an email, and we forgot to do that in both in both instances. Oh, okay. Which an email, that's that's yeah. not that big a deal. No. They're, they're not even going to see it and reply to it. Yeah. You just got to just, just got to get that thing sent yeah, off. You can right. do it from your smartphone. Yeah, so I say, do it on the trip down there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's stopped at a red light. Yeah. yeah. You put the bear in the truck, and then as you're... You know, out, out yeah. the driveway, just hit send. Taking him to get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he had been happy to hear of the cha- of the charges. I'm glad they followed through with it because it shows how strictly regulated the zoo industry in, is in the province, he said. Because there are so many people out there and think it's not. They think anybody can just do anything they want. Well, maybe the reason they think that is because you did just do yeah, right. what you wanted to do. You yes. put a bear in a truck and you took him out for ice cream. Right. You went to Dairy Queen with him. <laughs> yeah. Boss said that wildlife officials had not necessarily taken issue with the bear's outing to Dairy Queen, but rather the zoo's failure to request permission beforehand. That's all we did wrong, he added, noting that the bears have been taken off property many times for a range of reasons. We've done lots of TV commercials. We've done Super Bowl commercials with bears and food. <laughs> Some of them, the bear was in a grocery store and wandering up and down the aisles, which wouldn't you love to be shopping in a grocery yeah. store and then a bear just turned the corner? Well, I don't know that I would love that, but, <laughs> you know, I respect it if you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I wouldn't like it to happen to me. If I, I turn the corner and there's a bear there, it's going to be like clean up on aisle five because <laughs> I'm wetting my pants. I'm not a bear fan. I don't mess with bears. I don't think they're cute. I like a bears, bear but bears you. are to be respected yeah. and okay, admired from afar yes that's my right. take on bears it's like you know everybody thinks panda bears are cute and stuff you know well they're cute until they're you know trying to pull you through the fence I, so i try to remind my kid I'm like that's still a bear and it will kill you <laughs> it will eat you and it will have no remorse 
He emphasized the difference between bears in the wild and the zoo's bears, describing those in the facility as hand-raised and well-trained. Well, oh, I'm yeah. sure they are, but they're sure. still a bear. That's right. And at any time, Look, they still got those instincts, and they could just turn like that. I'm not a gore guy. I don't like gore and stuff, but I did stumble upon a compilation of trained bears attacking people, <laughs> like on news shows and stuff. You know, like, yeah. you know, the Birmingham news, you know, uh-huh. news station brings Jim on with this bear, and they're sitting there, and the bears, you know, like sitting up eating an apple. And next thing you know, it starts biting the newscaster. Yikes. It was quite funny, by the way. I mean, it was just, I don't know. Maybe I have a weird sense of humor, but I thought it was funny. It does sound kind of funny. It is. I was like, and I'll try to send you a link. I'll find it again. At one point, the zoo's bears had even learned to pee in a cup. Which, okay. Well, I mean, are you drug testing them? I guess so. I guess so. He said, in order to participate in a Scottish veterinarian study aimed at measuring baseline norms for bears, these bears aren't just your average bear that will go snag out in the wild and do this. In light of the incident, provincial officials said they had also revised the conditions of the zoo's permit. The facility will now be required to provide more details when requesting permission to transport animals and will have to keep the animals in a cage, crate, or kennel during transport. So that that kind of stinks. I mean... Well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, if <laughs> it's things for the bear, I'll put yeah, it that way. for the bear. Yeah. Okay. He's not going to want to go out and get ice cream yeah. anymore if you got to put him in a cage. But I, I would like to know, like the Dairy Queen manager or whatever, who's reaching out feeding him the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you got some guts, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, no, nah, man, I'm not. No, <laughs> I let me hand the cone to you. You keep that window rolled up, and then you feed him, you know? Yeah. Pass it back like you do to your kids when you go through the drive through This isn't Winnie the Pooh we got here. Yeah, I don't want this thing grabbing a hold of my arm and pulling me out of this drive through <laughs> window. But maybe that's because I watched that bear compilation video. Maybe. I know the potential. You ever seen Grizzly Man? No, but you told me about it, yes. I, and I know about it because the dude's like, "Oh, I love bears, and they love me." And then last, I used to have it on DVD. I wish I could yeah. find it. I really wish I could. And then he gets eaten like at the end, right? Yeah, because bears don't love you; they're just hanging out with you. Until well, they hungry. love you as long as there's adequate food right. source. But yeah, when there exactly. ceases to be uh, adequate when source the, of food, you become the yeah. source of food. When the salmon head downstream, <laughs> you need to get out of dodge <laughs> yeah. because they're coming for you. Yeah, they really got like a. 5, Ate him and his girlfriend, by the way. Oh, of course. Which is tragic. But, well, I mean, that's like a two-for-one deal. For yeah, I mean, if you're camping out around grizzly bears, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, uh, he would just walk up to them and, yeah. like, scratch them behind the ear and stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. And he was probably like, oh, they love me. You know, they know <laughs> I'm me. I'm one with the bears. Yeah, I'm one with the, the grizzly bears. man. <laughs> you definitely won with Until they get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to say. I don't go messing with bears. So. Right. We don't have a big bear population around Tuscaloosa, Alabama, though, so right. I don't have a, uh, that problem. You know, the only real bear we have is Bear Bryant. So. <laughs> the great one. The great, the greatest bear of all. <laughs> yes, the Old greatest tide. bear of all.
Okay, so the next story we have comes from azfamily.com. I guess it's Arizona Family. Mm-hmm. It is Arizona Family. It's not a guess, I know. Um, police Department. Accused stalker sent 65,000 texts to man. Said she wanted to bathe in his blood. <laughs> Yikes. Paradise Valley, Arizona. There's Paradise Valley, like probably top 10 desk, you know, <laughs> zip code in America for places to live. It's yeah. super nice out there. Um, what started as a potential relationship on a dating site, site ended in a stalking nightmare for one Paradise Valley man. Police saved the victim. Uh, met 31-year-old Jacqueline Claire a- Ads. That's how I'm going to go with it. Ads mm-hmm. of Phoenix online and went on a date with her, but things quickly went went awry. After the date, police said Ads began texting the man constantly, sending him more than 65,000 text messages. The victim told police sometimes she would send up to 500 texts a day. Um, according to the police report, the messages included, and I'm going to say this lady, she's, she's got some problems before we get in here. Right. Um, don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. I, I don't want to be a murderer. Well, I would say that's a quick fix. Don't murder. All right, let's move on to the next one. I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. Oh. What? Yeah. So she's not only crazy, she's racist. Um, <laughs> I'm like the new Hitler. Man was a genius. <laughs> oh, dang. Um, and uh, another one uh, here. Let me skip down. Oh, oh, what I would do with your blood. I want to bathe in it. So, uh, also, police say Ads entered the victim's residence when he wasn't at home. According to the police report, Ads had a large butcher knife on the passenger seat of her car mm. at the time. As also reportedly showed showed up at the victim's workplace, claiming to be his wife. Oh man! Uh, Paradise Valley Police arrested her Tuesday, May eighth. She was booked into Fourth Avenue Jail on threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear charges. When detectives asked her about the threatening text messages, she said she didn't she did not want to hurt the victim because she loved him. Uh, <laughs> she says she threatened him because she did not want him to leave. Um, she's set to appear in court on the 15th, which is next week, um, and she's being held without bond. Now, if you look at her um, mugshot here, any woman says she's got crazy eyes. <laughs> right. I mean, you can just look at her and tell she's not right. You know, that's a wow. woman. That's yeah. a woman mm-hmm. who thinks Hitler's a genius <laughs> and wants to bathe in your blood. Apparently, yeah. um, you know, I'm all for love. I'm a. I want everybody to be in love. I think it's a great thing, you know. Right. Um, I would say the online dating scene, which I have no clue how all that works, and I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to get Got back out into just that in world. time. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if if Deidre, if I go home and Deidre's left, you know, then I'll figure all that out. But it seems <laughs> to be like your chances of hitting on somebody crazy is, you know, got to be pretty high. And he probably took her out for a nice dinner, you know, maybe walked her home, a little kiss on the doorstep, see you later. Next thing you know, he's getting 500 texts a day from this woman. Yikes. I, read, I did some math when I was last night when I read it, and it was like 21 texts per, you know, minute or something like that a day. Is she texting him like one word? I don't <laughs> like, know. you know, per sentence, yeah. you know? And I have friends who do. They text like very short texts, but mm-hmm. it'll be like 50 texts, you know? 
I'm like, a, let me get it all in on one, right. and I'm sending it to you, and you read it. You know, yeah. uh, try to keep it. You know, a couple three sentences. So maybe it was that. You know, like you know. Well, I'll, I'll do that too, but that still sounds like a crazy amount of text. It's, it's an amazing amount of text. <laughs> like I would have She's changed my full number. benefit of the yeah. unlimited texting right. part of her plan. Number one, um, and this would I would say. If you're going to get into online dating, first date, don't let them know where you live. You know, never. That's good advice. Yeah, never. Because you <laughs> might show up and break into your house with a butcher knife or whatever. Right. Don't let them know where you work. You know, you can say industry. You know, like oh, I'm in the furniture business. You don't have to tell them which furniture place. Right. You know, make it a little harder on them. Uh, decrease your online presence so they can't trace you back and all yeah. that. Yeah. So. Don't tell them if you're a podcaster because they'll go leave tons of one star reviews. <laughs> That's right. Well, I was wondering, like, too, like, you think of the date, like, wrapped up, he got in the car, and he's like, well, you know, that went kind of well. You know, I that thought, went good. yeah, it would be good. I'd be glad to talk to her, you know, give her a call. I'll wait a few days. Don't want to seem too anxious or anything. Right. Give her a call, maybe go get some lunch or something one day during the week. And then his phone starts blowing up. <laughs> Ba-ding. I bet before he even got home. <laughs> you know it was. Had a great time. Like he's, he just left the, the driveway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, had a great time. Ba-ding. Hitler was a genius. <laughs> You're like, whoa, wait, what? What? Is that autocorrect? Oh, man. <laughs> like, hey, you know, I'm not a big fan of Hitler. Oh, you filthy Jew. You know, right? You're like, man, this lady has got problems. I don't know. Maybe she apparently was going through a... Uh, a spell where she hadn't had a date in a while. She wanted to keep a man, but you know. But I know. I mean, I know people who haven't been on a date in a while, and they're still they're not calling Hitler a genius. No. You know, yeah, not the texting you sixty five thousand times. I think the I think the problem is a little more serious than she yeah. had a date in a while. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, and and I'll just I'll even go so far as to say that you know the picture of her is you know her looks are not her problem. Yeah, but she's not hard. She's not hideous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, her problem finding dates is she's, she's crazy. an anti-Semite. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, she's insane. Like, yeah, level ninety-nine, insane. <laughs> you know, like she's like a of like a top top level. Yeah, sixty-five thousand texts. I would she's break like my phone. She's like a Legend of Zelda boss. <laughs> I, just, I, would, I would break my phone. I would just be like, no. You would go into hiding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She would never see sleep me on your couch tonight. Never see me again. But look, I got to go dark for three months, uh, guys. No, it'd take all my vacation time at work. I'm gone. You know, just go uh, Eric Robert Rudolph on a wall and just hit the woods. Nobody knows where I am. You know. And I mean, I hate it for the other person, but maybe the best thing to do in this situation is set her up with somebody else. That's right. Hey, you know what? I got a friend that's perfect for you. <laughs> yes. you, know? you just gotta, gotta pass the buck. <laughs> hey, look, you know, I, I I think you're a great girl. I had a great time on our date. I mean, it's I, like the room. Yeah. How, do you, how do you get the ghost to not kill you? You show the video <laughs> to somebody right. else, and now it's their problem. <laughs> oh, you're great. You know, I really really like all the stuff you're saying about Hitler, and I got a friend for you. You know, yes. and I will tell you what, I'm just not I'm not in a place right now in my life where I, I feel like I could be in a relationship, but I have a buddy. Who would be perfect. And I'm doing you a favor because yeah. my buddy is actually way better than yeah. me. Oh, yeah. No, better job. Dude, crazy Nazi. Loves, <laughs> love the Nazis. <laughs> you know, big yeah. time Nazi. So uh, let, me, let me introduce you to him. Oh, Here's his number. Call him. Oh, gracious. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, yeah, that'd probably be the plan right there. Just got to put it off somebody else. Well, speaking of crazy, <laughs> our <laughs> next story here. Druid witch stabbed by neighbor angry at his noisy pagan rituals. Okay. Yes. You better keep it down over there. <laughs> A druid witch was attacked and stabbed by his neighbors after they had enough of his pagan noisy rituals a court heard. Mark and Ann Diner attacked John Bennett as he conducted his latest black garden ceremony, which involved chanting and rhythmic beating of drums, something he did every full moon. Wow. That's pretty frequent. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty frequent. Yeah. yeah. Like once a month, twice a month, maybe. <laughs> Diner exchanged insults over the fence with Mr. Bennett, who goes by the pagan name Bearheart, which <laughs> I will say that is a pretty cool name. Bearheart. It is. Heart. It is. It <laughs> yes. is. Before storming around his house with his wife, Ms. Diner, 52, armed herself with an umbrella, which she used to hit the bearded druid over the head, <laughs> while her 56-year-old husband grabbed a carving knife from the kitchen and made a short jab with it towards his victim. Okay. Okay. Because Mr. Bennett weighs, you want to guess how much he weighs? I'm going to go, I'm going to go 275. Well, I don't know what the conversion rate here, but he uh, weighs 22 stone. 22 so. stone. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm about to look Google it while you're talking. <laughs> Mr. Bennett, who weighs 22 stone and has a big belly, <laughs> says the blade didn't penetrate his abdomen, and he only suffered superficial injuries. That's a, 308 pounds, by oh, the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big one. <laughs> a court heard the diners had never been in trouble with the police before the incident in Outer Holt, Holt Dorset. Uh, diner, a lorry driver, and his wife denied charges of unlawfully wounding, but were found guilty following a trial at Bournemouth Crown Court. They were handed suspended prison sentences by a judge who recognized that they had become frustrated at the intolerable noises coming yet again from their neighbor's garden. Yeah. But fellow residents spoke of the strange noises and smells that sometimes wafted from Mr. Bennett's garden. One neighbor who didn't want to be named said, quote, We sometimes heard odd, not normal music and smells like jaw sticks and things. John has a personalized number plate for his car that says 666, which is a bit worrying. <laughs> yeah. Which means he's a, he's a witch. What I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you're a witch. <laughs> I guess you're going to personalize. you got to throw 666 yeah. in there. I think he's quite open about saying he's a, he's a witch. And and Mark. aren't they warlocks? Like, aren't if you do, aren't you a warlock? I don't know how all that works. Right. I'm not up on my pagan stuff. I saw like a movie called Warlock one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought a male witch was a warlock. I think so, yeah. but I guess your average. Maybe it's just too technical. Yeah, it's your average baby boomer doesn't know. You know, right? You're all witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anne and Mark's home is behind John's garden, and it sits up higher, so it's effectively looking over his garden. I think that made the noise levels a lot worse, but we didn't know exactly what had gone on. The court heard the diners move to Hillbury Park, a semi-retirement residential park, in February 2017 for a peaceful and tranquil life. Their 150-pound property backs up to Mr. Bennett's home that he shared with his pagan partner, Sarah Hathaway. The couple are members of the clan of the Peralt, which are inspired by ancient druids who practiced alchemy in the Welsh mountains. Today, members hold public and private rituals called sabbats at the time of a full moon, solstices, and equinoxes. 
The diners took exception to the disturbances from Mr. Bennett's property. They had complained to the park owners about the rituals, but had never spoken directly to Mr. Bennett until the evening of November 4th last year. Judge Jonathan Fuller said, You, Ms. Diner, complained to your husband about the noise coming from Mr. Bennett's garden. He was performing a full moon ceremony, which pagans are inclined to do once a month. It involves incantations and the rhythmic beating of drums. I'm quite satisfied it was Ms. Diner who prompted the initial exchange over the fence, which soon escalated to insults and threats being traded on both sides. Both sides went back into their respective homes to avoid further conflict, and it simply should have ended there. But a few minutes later, each of you left your home to go round to Mr. Bennett's, you and Ms. Diner with an umbrella, and Mr. Diner with a carving knife. <laughs> the court heard more insults were traded at Mr. Bennett's garden gate, allowing Ms. Diner to hit the door with her brawly. <laughs> I assume that's, that's the umbrella. Yeah, umbrella. The judge said, you, Ms. Diner, set about him with your umbrella, striking him on his head. This resulted in two lacerations that caused immediate bleeding. He did more. He did no more than push you to one side. It would be understandable if it would if it was with some degree of force. Within moments, you, Mr. Diner, were also involved. You punched out towards him in the stomach area, thereby causing a wound to his abdomen. He, on seeing the knife, then tried to disarm you. He grabbed the knife from you, but not before receiving some other minor injuries. Throughout the struggle, Miss Diner continued to strike him with the umbrella, <laughs> thinking her husband needed protection from the man who was in fact trying to disarm him. There you go. That's a good woman right there. <laughs> yeah. Don't let up. That's right. <laughs> the fracas was witnessed by Mr. Bennett's partner, Samantha Hathaway, who became distraught at seeing blood. Which, if you're a witch, yeah, come no. on, you see blood all yeah. the time. That's like a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised you weren't over there with some kind of bowl trying to collect it. <laughs> collect some it kind of up. you go burn it. Some kind of solstice yeah. ritual or something. Judge Fuller said the depth of the injury is unclear. Suffice to say, Mr. Bennett is a 22 stone man of a very big build with a big belly. The knife went in sufficiently far to penetrate the abdominal muscle, but not the pectoral cavity. Thomas Evans defended Mr. Diner, and the incident was completely out of character for his client. He said, This is a man who has long lived a fruitful life without causing any problems whatsoever. He has never acted in the way which he did that day. It was a moment of madness, borne out through a developing situation with his neighbor. They initially tried to deal with it in, a, in the correct manner. Letters and complaints had been sent, but when that didn't work, they took matters into their own hands in a completely inappropriate manner. Judge Fuller said he accepted neither the diners had intended to do serious harm to their neighbor. He sentenced Mr. Diner to 10 months in prison, suspended for a year, and 130 hours of unpaid work, and Ms. Diner to a six-month suspended sentence with 100 hours of unpaid work. He told them, you are... It's only of- 30 more hours for stabbing. <laughs> yeah, Just keep that in mind if you're over there. Right, yeah. I mean, that's like I mean, one more you're week. It. That's one more week of work. I got it. <laughs> he told them... You are of previous good character. You had gone to Hillbury Park for the tranquility and had no doubt led blameless and hardworking lives up until this particular point. This was clearly out of temper and frustration at the intolerable noises coming yet again from your neighbor's garden. Yeah. So, well, I mean, first of all, his wife got all this stirred up. (laughs) You know, that's number one. I'm sure he was like, you know, they're sitting around reading in the evening. Old boy starts up with his pagan drums and everything. 
Oh, yeah, his wife's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, right. His wife's like, you need to go over there and say something to him. He's like, no, honey, just get it'll be done in about 45 <laughs> minutes. Just, just be cool, you know. And then she goes out there and starts hollering at him over the fence. And <laughs> next thing you know, next thing you know, you're stabbing a guy in the gut while your wife beats you with an umbrella. So, but I mean, I could get it. I, I mean, if you got loud neighbors, <laughs> yeah. it's rough, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. the worst. We lived in an apartment when we first got married. And Deidre's working night shift then. Mm-hmm. And uh, our neighbors, which it was like a step up. Our apartment was two stories. And then there was like a step up. So the next person's porch was right at our bedroom window. Mm-hmm. And they were like college kids. And they'd sit out there and drink and holler and do, you know, what college kids stuff right. do. And, you know, there's several times where Deidre's like, you need to go, you know, like, they need to be quiet. And I'm laying there in bed like, man, do I, I don't want to go get in a fight. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to. I don't want to get the noise is annoying, yeah. but it'd be way more annoying to. Yeah, I mean, I get, don't want to get whipped by a bunch <laughs> of college kids right here. Yeah, but you want to stick up for your wife. You uh-huh. know? And one time she raised the window up, and asked him to be quiet, just like, "Hey, I'm trying to sleep, got work." You know? I was saying, I I work all night, whatever. Deidre, you know, shouting out the window. Could y'all please? Yeah. No, I don't know what as nice as that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen her get upset about anything. Oh, she get upset on you. <laughs> she get upset. She got a temper, you know, not as bad as mine. I have a really bad temper, but I have a really long fuse. Right. She has a shorter fuse and not as bad of a temper. Okay. So we balance each other out. Well. Right. But yeah, so I can get it. You know, your wife will talk you <laughs> into a fight every now and then. You, know, you need to go up there and say something to somebody, you know, and you're just like, I don't want to do that. Let's just be cool for a while. And then you got to go over. And she took an umbrella, you know, like that lady's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to do some damage with my umbrella. He had to get a knife. You know, I guess he's knife. like, I better get a knife because this is a big old guy, and he may whip me, right. and my wife's about to hit him with an umbrella. <laughs> so he had to do something. And he's a witch, by the way. Yeah, and he's a witch. Which, which, which. He's got which, 666 yeah. on his car. I mean, uh, why did he just cast a spell on these people, like a no-hearing spell or something, <laughs> and then he can do his little ceremony and everybody be happy, yeah. you know? I guarantee I'd be planting some shrubs and all kind of big tall bushes to help keep that. You know what? You know what you do in the situation. You you take a play out of the old Baptist playbook, and you go and you get your hymns and you get your speakers and you cut them all the way up and you play that third verse of "Just as I am" over, over, and, and, over. and over 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 again. Yeah, you're better. That's than how me. you deal with it. I was thinking when you started that sentence, you know, like, you know what you do in this situation. I was thinking, burn them at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that burn that them at the stake. Be done with it. I mean, the first thing I would say to him, charge them with heresy. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to burn you at the stake if you don't keep these drums quiet. <laughs> I'm fixing to tie stones to you and throw you in the lake That's to see right. if you float. Because exactly witches float. Right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You were a little better, but that's true. You like get a, you know, whatever cathedrals album and just play yeah. it over and over and over again. And, or like, uh, uh, and you just Chris have Tomlin. you just have one of those classic one hour and forty five minute invitations right, right there in your backyard aimed right at him. That's what I would have. Everybody Sunday school class. All right, full moon tonight, guys. Come over having a garden party. We're gonna do a. And you get like a loudspeaker, yeah. you know. I'm on everybody's head bows, eyes closed right now, and he's just over there banging at the drums. That'd be yeah. great. And That'd you're like, you're like. 
If you have accepted Jesus, if you just prayed that prayer, I just prayed, beat your drones. Everybody beat your drones. <laughs> Man, why can't I live by a witch? <laughs> well, I tell you what, you would... I mean, uh, you know, I know as England's not as Protestant as it used to be, but right. uh, you know, they're they're at a great falling away, you know, so to speak. But uh, I mean, that's I mean, if you're not giving that dude a Bible track once a week, <laughs> you're not being a good neighbor. <laughs> just stop by, like, hey, witchy man, here. I just want to. Billy Graham wrote this track here, and I want you to check this out. You know, and you're yeah. the four spiritual laws. That's right. <laughs> if you were to die today, do you know where you would go? Because you know, I do. Because yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is tough. Got to be tough living next to a witch. I yeah, know. I'd imagine so. I've lived to a, next to a few ladies I thought were witches, but... They didn't beat drums. Yeah, they didn't beat... And chant nah, at the full moon. They're just mean. <laughs> they're just mean. Right. Just mean old, mean old ladies. Um, all right, our next story here. Um, Richard Remy, 51 of Fort Dodge, was taken to the hospital Wednesday with what was fortunately not a serious injury. You know what happened? Uh, I don't. Um quote from Remy here says, my dog shot me. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, police and the Unity Point Health Trinity Regional Medical Center um, were called to Remy's home at about 10.50 a.m., according to Fort Dodge Police. I carry, Remy said, it's a Ruger 9mm, and it's got a safety on it. I was laying on the couch, and we were horsing around, me and the dog, and I was tossing him off my lap, and he was jumping back on my lap. And I carry in a belly band under my bib overalls. <laughs> and apparently he bumped the safety one time. He paints such a beautiful picture. I know, I know yes. exactly what's going exactly. on here. Yep. <laughs> uh, and apparently he bumped the safety one time, and when he bounded back over, one of his toes <laughs> went right down onto the trigger guard. Oops. But here, I mean, this guy's a responsible gun owner. It has a trigger safety as well as a thumb safety, and he managed to hit both of them, and it discharged (laughs) and went into my leg. Did no major damage to anything. Fort Dodge Police Chief Roger Porter told the same story. He said he was, he said investigating officers found Remy was home alone with his dog, Baloo, and, (laughs) and were told about the accidental discharge. He has a license to carry and a license for the gun. It was a freak thing, Porter said. I've never heard of that, he said. I've heard of guns dropping and going off on the floor and horsing around and guns going off. I can't say I've heard a dog story before. Um, Remy says, guns aren't toys and they can go off. All it takes is a little pressure on the hammer or trigger to let it go. Um, Baloo, the dog, was upset afterwards. (laughs) Remy said, the dog's a big wuss. The poor dog laid down beside me and cried because he thought I was in trouble for doing, or thought he was in trouble for doing something wrong. He's a pit lab mix. He's afraid of the dark. He's afraid of water. This sounds like the victim taking up for their abuser. (laughs) Remy didn't even feel the shot in his leg at first. He only felt a painful burn on his belly initially. Then he saw his pant leg was turning purple. I was looking around to see where it went to, and I realized it went in my leg. That's when I called 911. Uh, He was released from the hospital that afternoon and checked in with the VA. They want me to follow up later with the surgeon to see if uh, later we need to possibly look at removing the bullet. So the bullet's still in him, you know. Mm -hmm. So, well. Yikes. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, pit bulls get a rap, bad rap anyways. <laughs> yeah. Now they're shooting us. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, that dog is a thug. Yeah. <laughs> I can get you, if you want to carry, you want to be prepared, you want to have it on you all the time. But when you lay it on the couch and you build overalls, you can probably <laughs> just set it over on the end table and you'd be able to get to it quick enough if something bad were to happen. Also, but. nobody, Uncle Mike's is. Like, you know, holster kryptonite, please don't use that. Get something <laughs> that's quality that's going to cover the trigger guard. Yeah, yeah, you want to get a good holster. I know people are are tired of hearing me say the, the rules of gun safety, but <laughs> rule number three, you keep your finger off the trigger yeah. until you're ready to shoot. What is the rule for your dog's paw going on the trigger, though? <laughs> well, yeah. I would say the dog broke rule number three. That's right. <laughs> he, he, he put his <laughs> paw on the trigger. When he was not ready to shoot. Well, I was just saying, the dog might have been, it might not have been as accidental. The dog might be like, look, I don't like that food you got me. Yes. When are you going to get me back on that Alpo? I'm tired of this, you know, whatever Purina you yeah. got. I want the good stuff. So That dog's yeah. like, if you don't give me some Caesar dog food, <laughs> That's right. like Fifi down the road gets, right. I'm going to bust a cap in your leg. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. That's rough. That's rough. I've... I'd say, you know, cat dog debate. <laughs> cat. You've never been shot by a cat. Never been shot by a cat. Yeah. We haven't had a story of a cat shooting anyone, so yeah. I'll just say that. Well, our last story of the day comes from DenverPost.com, and it is Snowmass Man, whose roommates drew phallic symbols on his face, pleads guilty to starting their garage on fire. Wow. Judge calls retaliation significantly out of proportion. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> a 25-year-old Snowmass Village man pleaded guilty to felony arson Monday and was sentenced to two years probation for setting a fire to retaliate against a roommate who drew phallic symbols on his face after he passed out. Wow. <laughs> Stephen Elmore pleaded guilty to fourth-degree arson in exchange for a plea deal that calls for the felony conviction to be wiped from his criminal record if he stays out of trouble for the duration of his probation. According to the police affidavit filed in Picton County District Court, Elmore discovered the drawings and confronted one of the men present, though Elmore's female roommate eventually admitted that she, in fact, drew the symbols on his face. Elmore then went downstairs to his room next to the garage and lit the garage on fire. Oh, man. <laughs> Teach y'all a lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the drawings on Mr. Elmore's face were reprehensible and not to be condoned, District Judge Chris Selden said Monday, but the retaliation was significantly out of proportion. Yeah. Elmore told the judge that he's quit drinking and he's feeling healthy and he is trying to look at this incident positively <laughs> and that he would like to move forward as a good citizen. I'm sure he would. So, um, all right, rule number one, if you're drinking with a group of people, don't be the first one to pass out. That's rule Dave number one. Chappelle said it best. Don't ever pass out around your white friends because <laughs> yeah. they are going to do some messed up stuff That's to you. That's exactly right. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, he is absolutely right. Yeah. Why do we do that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. And luckily enough, you know, old John, back when I used to drink, none of my friends, we weren't like that. You know? Right. We were just, we were just like to have fun. We didn't want to do anything damaging to anybody you know right. draw stuff on you or you know yeah but we weren't like that so 
I'd ever had a friend set that were like that, so I've never been drawn on before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know that I would burn up a garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what I would do is just wait for you to pass out, and then I would get you back. I tell you what, I bet they don't drone no more. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I mean, I'm not saying this is right. In fact, you know, Jesus says we should just turn the other cheek. But growing up, I was always like, hey, you get me one time, I'm yeah. bringing everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I'm that way, too. I'm not a prank guy. I've <laughs> right. never been a prank guy. I just don't, I don't, I mean, just leave me out of it. I'll you be wanna... the one that's going to take it too far. Yeah, right. Because I, I know me, and I will I will try to ruin your life. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you did something a little lighthearted prank <laughs> on me, and I'm trying to get you fired from your job and you, you and your wife divorced. <laughs> I can't, I mean, that's just how I am. So just keep me out of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? You want to hear some community news? Let's do it. We're going to talk about Cajun Curl. Yeah, let's, Real quick. let's hit Cajun Curl. Um, Cajun Curl, Bayou Blended Spices, it's great. Uh, great on everything. Uh, I've put it on anything imaginable. You posted a picture of some scallops you made. I did. Man, they look so tasty. They good. were so delicious. Yeah, right. I know. I, mean, I had a bottle of <laughs> what I thought was wine at first glance. <laughs> it was it was uh it was sparkling white grape yes. juice. Oh, the preacher hollered at us. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, no. I mean, there's so many different uses for it. It's all natural, no preservatives, made locally. You know, I mean, it's a it's a perfect spice. Everyone that I've recommended it to who's tried it has called me back and said this stuff is amazing. And that's not a lie. And you will, too, yeah, if you right. try it. I mean, that's Scout's honor. I promise people have <laughs> said that to me. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough to people. Uh, it's gonna it's perfect. Getting here to the tail end of crawfish season, so you need to go ahead and get some. Load you up for your bowls because uh, it's going to change your life, really. It will change the way you look at the world. Um, and I don't know. That may be a reach, but it's good. It's it's doggone good. I'll just right say up that to much. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it, are people who will change their their yeah. their, their lives are that bad right. that it, it yeah. is life changing. If you're a 305 pound pagan and you putting this <laughs> on on whatever you're eating, you're it's going to change your outlook. You know, <laughs> yes. it really is. So I would, I just recommend Cajun Curl CajunCurl dot com. Um, can't talk about it enough. It's great. We thank them for their friendship and partnership here with Earth Oddity Podcast. Um, and, you know, check it out. Made uh, by a really couple good guys. So uh, they're good folks, and it's good stuff. Taste the spice, not the heat. That's right. Yeah. CajunCurl.com. So anyway, we've as we've said, we're doing some reviews. Right. And we are going to focus on our international reviews today. Right. Because, you know, we've said over the you know, oh, this guy, we got a listener in Great yeah. Britain. or what, And y'all probably thought we were kidding, but we really do. We figured out how to read reviews. Yes. Anybody out there, any podcaster worth their salt already knows how to switch the what section of iTunes you're in. Yeah. I thought it was all the same thing. It's Me too. not. There's 120 different iTunes stores for different countries. We've just now become podcasters <laughs> worth our salt. Yes. <laughs> 18 episodes in. <laughs> and and we figured out how to go looking up and we got we've got a few reviews from other countries. That's right. So we're worldwide, international. And we absolutely. want to thank our international listeners. If I knew another language I would say that in another language, but I don't. <laughs> right. I only know English and I don't know it well. Um so you wanna go first? 
Yes, I will take our Canadian review. So this comes from our brothers and sisters in the Great White North. That's right, where they'll take a bear through a Dairy Queen <laughs> drive through in a heartbeat. Yes, they will. It feels like you're just hanging out with these two five stars. This comes from Jay Kahat, and this is in Canada. This podcast is great. I started with a Chinese funeral episode and laughed out loud several times. That's the topics are hilarious, and I like how the show moves from story to story so that even those of us with the shortest attention spans can enjoy. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thank you so much. I would also like to point out that this is a fellow podcaster. Yeah, okay. Um, she has a podcast called Pearls from My Mom, and this oh, is yeah. right around yeah. Mother's Day. That's right. So yes. if anybody wants to listen to a... I follow her page on Facebook. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I I mean, I, you know, I follow a lot of podcast pages. That's one of them. Thank so. you so much, Ms. Kahat. Yeah. Well, we love our Canadian brothers She also and reviewed sisters. us on Facebook, too, by the way. Boom. So... Oh, man. We love you. Yeah. We love your show. A big old warm hug from Alabama <laughs> yes. to y'all guys up there. And up in Canada, they, they need warm hugs. They do. They because do. it's so cold. I'll tell you what, though. They got their syrup game on they point. They do. I mean, it is it's number one. Now, I don't know. I would just like to say to everyone from Canada, you need to try some Golden Eagle. And I'll put that <laughs> up against anybody. Yeah. From our hometown in Fed, Alabama. It is great. It is so, pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they, they got their syrup going on up there. I've been to Canada a couple times. So, um, Our next one comes from Agency 11, and this is from New Zealand. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. New Zealand. We're huge down there. Well, they <laughs> love us in New Zealand. Uh, uh, outside the United States, that, that is the country where we have the most downloads. That's right. So, Well, I'm going to tell you why. And this is just a couple months old, really about a month old. Um, the title is With a Dinosaur Puppet as My Witness, <laughs> Marketing Back to the uh, Swearing-In Ceremony. Yes. Um, I swear this is a legitimately funny podcast. Two good friends discuss the strange news of the week and provide color commentary. It's an easy way to spend an hour. The rambling aside deserve a special mention for their hilarity and candor. <laughs> Oh, we all have our own trailer outside of Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Even in New Zealand. That's right. And then, I love this, uh, it's the only podcast I have ever shared. Well, so, thank you so much. Dude, yes, man or woman, Agency 11's kind of a gender-neutral online <laughs> right. handle, but thank you so much. Thank man. you. We love you. I love New Zealand. Always wanted to love travel your accent, there. by the way. Oh yeah, you guys are awesome. I, I, I changed my Siri to an Australian accent. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Well, just, yeah. I love it. Well, I always think of New Zealand as like a cooler, smaller. It is Australian, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we love you, New Zealanders. Kiwis, and aren't they what they called Kiwis? I, I I should know more, but yeah, I, don't. I don't know. They got a got a good rugby team, I think. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking out the box. Write in and <laughs> write in to Earth Oddity at Planet Mill. Let us know more. And let us know any New, Z- New Zealand trivia you can. But I want to say... And special props, because where they live isn't like the wildlife constantly trying to kill them. Yeah, you right, know? Yes. <laughs> but I want to say like maybe their rugby team is called the All Blacks, and maybe their soccer team is called the All Whites, you know, <laughs> which is kind of weird if you're from the <laughs> South. But I think it has something to do with like their uniforms or something like well, that. Well, I mean, this is an American uh, viewpoint that we bring to this. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. it's probably in New Zealand. Yeah. Not that big a deal. Yeah, right, yeah. Because like I said, I think it's more of a, a uniform type situation. Right. So. Yeah. But anyway, let, let me know, Agency 11. <laughs> let me know. I may be talking out of turn. I have to admit, we didn't get a lot of New Zealand facts in you know Northwest Alabama schools. Yeah. So it's, 
Uh, you know, I'd like to know anything we can. Our basketball team is the No Whites. <laughs> <laughs> I <should> cut that out. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we should leave it in. I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You're We're right. not good at basketball. Yeah, I mean, white men can't jump. They made a whole movie <laughs> they made about a whole it. movie. They made a whole, one of my favorite movies, by the way. I love White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for, oh, that was good. That was good right there. You. you got my tickle box turned over. I like it. Uh, for our last review, this comes from the UK from Podio1980. And the title of the review is Nice Selection of News Stories, Five Stars. The hosts talk about a good variety of stories and offer plenty of humor along the way. The Naughty Jogger was a highlight for me, Winky Face. Oh, yeah. yeah. So That was a good one. Um, which Naughty Jogger? I would like to know for I was sure. I say, all of them. All, yeah. the, the, all joggers, the joggers are naughty. The jogging community's got some problems they need to clean up. <laughs> I'll just put that that way. Yes. They all got some issues. <laughs> they really do. Oh, um, man. But we want to thank all of our international listeners. I and know, tell your friends. Yeah. I know we're probably hard to understand. I mean, I, I know what I sound like right. on this thing. So if you're used to someone speaking prim and proper Queen's English, yeah, it's got to be a little difficult for you to work through at times. Uh, but we really appreciate it. And tell all your friends. Yes. You know, we want to do an Earth Oddity podcast world tour at some point in time. <laughs> and so we're going to come and hang out with y'all and probably spend the night at your houses cause, to save on hotel costs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you know we will, we will, we really appreciate you guys, and we're glad that you found us. And uh, and if you and if you want to listen to us because you think we're dumb, I mean, yeah. hey, that's cool. Yeah, I don't mind. I've been Nobody made... listens to this store this podcast because we're smart. Right. Hopefully, they listen to it because they find yes. us entertaining, well, and, and we're I, cool with yeah. that. I say I've been made fun of my whole life. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get all your buddies around the pub or whatever you guys do, right. wherever you are. And make fun of me, that's fine. I'm cool with it. <laughs> you know, I've developed a hard exterior and uh, really have repressed any feelings I may have over time from years of just being made fun of. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, podcast for public that's right we're featured there wherever you listen to us we thank you so much for listening to us we could not be more thankful for it right. you can follow us on twitter we are at underscore earth oddity we have an instagram name yep. of the same handle that's right you can like us on facebook earth oddity podcast earth oddity podcast you can join the facebook group lots yep. of shenanigans going on oh, in yeah. there a lot of have fun. have fun with us in there go vote in our poll for the best news story of the month of april because yes. at the end of the year we plan to do a review show and yep. we need your input that's right and also please write into the show earth oddity at planetmail.net because yeah. We really want your feedback. We really want to talk to you. We really want to be your friend. That's right. We need friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reach out. Y'all go have a great week. I like that. All right. Talk to uh, you later. Uh, Bye. Uh, this has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.